This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Hi, everybody. This is Chris Wilterdink. I'm the director of Young People's Ministries at Discipleship Ministries here along with Jeremy Steele uh, coming to you for the Youth Worker collective podcast, kind of a special edition today where we are talking about the Global Mission Fellow Program, uh, which I really don't want to be the best kept secret of the United Methodist Church. It is an amazing program. And we've got Trisha Manns and Catherine Sappington here with us today. And we'll do some quick introductions and then dive into some of their stories and experiences within the program. So uh, Trisha, could I invite you to introduce yourself first? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Trisha. I'm a mission advocate with the Global Mission Fellows Program. And really, that means I do promotions and recruitment and training with our fellows as a part of a young adult mission service program with the Global Ministries, the General Board of Global Ministries within the United Methodist Church. Awesome, Trisha. Thank you. And Catherine, will you jump in as well? Yeah. Hi, I'm Catherine Sappington. I am a current Global Mission Fellow in my second year um, I am from Mississippi um, and moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan to work at the First United Methodist Church of Kalamazoo as an outreach and justice advocate. So, uh, you know, just kind of to start off, um, can you tell us how did you learn about the, the Global Mission Fellow Program? I started at a summer camp and went to a community college with a fellow that was in the cohort before me. Um, And so she initially introduced me to the program. Um, She was placed in Florida. And so we kind of talked about that for a while. Um, And then I totally forgot all about her involvement in the program and um, senior year of college rolled around and I did not know what to do. Um, I wanted to go to seminary. I wanted to work in a church eventually, but if I had to take another test or write another paper, it was not going to be good for me at all. (laughs) So I started to look at all kind of different avenues of what to do um, and how to be involved in the church without being a pastor or a lay servant or, or whatever else kind of role I could fill. Um, and, and I prayed and I cried out to God to show me what, what was the next thing? What, what did God have in store for me? Um, because I was drawing blanks. Um, And then like two weeks later, a representative from the program came in just to drop off some promotional material and to have a quick chit chat with our Wesley director. Um, And I was doing homework and it just all kind of fell in. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take that as my sign um, that this is, this is an avenue to pursue. And I was applied within two weeks, um, which doesn't seem like a long time, but for the application process, that is, that's very quick, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I was all applied and, and the rest is history. What was it about the program when you, when you were having that conversation that, that made it, that made you feel like, oh, wow, that's interesting. What was it that they said that, that kind of drew you in? Yeah, it was, well, the, the aspect of traveling first and moving somewhere new and exciting um, was the initial pull for me. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, had to do some some pros and cons between the international track and the US2 track um, and eventually landed in the US2 track because I knew that it, I, I didn't I was too scared to go um, out of the country and knew that there needed 
that the United States needed a lot of work within the country. And so I decided to, to stick around here. Um, and that being said, even though I stayed within the country, it felt like I moved to a different world. <laughs> um, so the, the traveling and, and the, the aspect of, of working with a ministry that does social justice work Mm -hmm. um, where I could really dig into a community and get to know community partners and organizations that would um, provide opportunity for me to get my hands in the dirt and, and do good work. Um, yeah, that was that was the big pull for me. Awesome. Trisha, you know, I, I'm realizing that we we actually haven't just said what what Global Mission Fellows are. So what is it? <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, thank you. Um, so the Global Mission Fellows Program is a mission service a program with the United Methodist Church. It is a two-year service program where young adults between the ages of 20 and 30 leave their home and move to another place. We have two tracks. It's within the U.S., like Catherine did, or international. Um, and for two years, they serve in community as a part of um, either a church connection or there's always some faith connection to the work that they're doing. Um, and they live in community with other fellows in the U.S. specifically. They live in housing with, we provide housing for them and they live with other fellows um, in that new housing. And for two years, they just do work. And so we have uh, fellows who work in food security and uh, urban gardens. We have fellows who work with youth in um, after school program. Meaning we have fellows who don't do direct service um, and mm -hmm. kind of do like online campaigns or kind of logistical uh, programming for faith organizations. Um, and so we have a place for anybody who has a passion or is feeling called to serve. Um, right. We'll try and make sure we find the best fit for them. Um, and yeah, that's who we are. Yeah, Trisha, thank you. It, it, I've been trying to think of a good way to paint like a word picture for what the Global Mission Fellows Program is. And I, I almost think about an umbrella right? That will, that if you have an umbrella over your head, you have an umbrella that's going to cover you for two years. And then mm -hmm. underneath that umbrella, there is the US2 track, which is people who serve uh, communities within the United States. And then there's a global mission fellow program. Uh, and that global piece is people serving internationally. Um, and the beautiful part about each of those is that they, they're two-way streets. People from the U.S. go and serve abroad. People from abroad go and continue to serve in other countries abroad or sometimes come and serve in the U.S. Um, so it, it really is pretty cool. And there's also a small stipend that goes along for um, living expenses and, and some things as well, as I recall. So um, it really is a, a great experience and a great supportive sort of community that everybody who gets involved as a fellow is surrounded by. Mm -hmm. um, Catherine, you mentioned uh, moving uh, from different communities and, and different contexts. And so I know over the course of time, you have grown and changed and learned some things about yourself. So um, I am totally curious if, if you could share some of your personal learnings or uh, a growth story uh, through your experience as a US2. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, first of all, there is just something really, really special about leaving your home context and moving somewhere totally different. Yeah. Um, you know, sure, you can move across the state to a, to college or over just over state lines to a college or to do a job or or whatever. But there's just something about in this young adulthood 
phase of life about moving somewhere where you don't know anybody, where you have to go and you have to make your own friends. You have to build your own community. You have to schedule your own doctor's appointments um, and figure out how to get to work without getting lost. Um, And and there's just this, this independence that is gained in all of that. Um, And with that independence, I found that I was, I personally was able to form new new thoughts and, and new things about um, topics that, that I had grown up knowing about, but didn't really take the time to give much consideration to. Um, and and those these these new thoughts and new opinions and new beliefs of mine have really opened my eyes to what I hope that what I can only hope heaven is like, and that it is a place where, where everyone is, is welcomed and available um, and, and it's accessible for everyone. Um, I've learned to be more loving of others and, and dig deep into advocacy work for people um, and fight for justice and, and, and what it means to be part of that whole Micah 6-8 ideology of acting justly and walking humbly and loving mercy and and just being in partnership with God and doing work that God ordains um, to be done so that so that the kingdom of heaven is 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 really what it's supposed to be and that it's it's available for all um, and and so yeah that's a that's a long-winded way to say that I learning in, in all of this learning, I've, I've built up a, a, a different foundation than what I thought would be built. Um, and it's beautiful <laughs> to be able to do that. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering, uh, I know that we mentioned the word cohort before. Um, and within the program, um, you, you don't sign up alone. So you are always surrounded by, it's almost like fellow classmates that are experiencing um, the same two-year period, but in different contexts, and you have some chance to fellowship and learn and process things together as well. Um, can you remind us how long you've been um, serving up in Kalamazoo? Yeah, I have been here since August of 2019, which feels like it was seven years ago, um, but that's what, like a year and a half? Um, well, 2020 is out. the year that will not end, you know. Right. Was, yeah. Right. I've got about six ish months left, um, which is, is very sad. Um, my heart is already breaking because I'm, I know that I'm going to have to leave this place. Um, and hopefully I've left it better than, than I found it. So I'd love to ask you one follow-up question before, uh, we ask some more questions of Trisha. Uh, and, and that question will be, um, because you have been there for a year and a half and you've had these experiences now, um, if somehow magically you were able to talk to yourself 18 months ago and give you any advice, what would you say to yourself? Oh, a lot. I would tell myself to buckle up and be ready because this is going to take you places that, that you could never imagine and it's gonna be good. So be courageous, do the thing. (laughs) Do the thing, I love it. Uh, Trisha, a a couple of questions for you on the kind of the organizers side because there is all these layers of support. You know, as somebody's going through a challenge, 
it's beautiful to be able to be supported as well. And so that mission of challenging and supporting one's discipleship and, and one's community, I think is a really, really beautiful model. So from the organizer's perspective, um, it, tell me about the value um, that being a Global Mission Fellow might offer to a young adult in today's context. Yeah, so I think we've uh, kind of touched on parts of it earlier. I think of, when I think of the value of, a pro, of our program, I think of it in two specific ways. One, there's like the practical part of it where we provide housing for our fellows and you have a benefit package that includes physical and your mental wellness. We provide a living stipend for our fellows so that they are able to grocery shop and do all these things. Um, and so practically in today, for today, I think young fellows are looking for employment that is that also takes care of all of the adult things that you, you're doing, for the, either for the first time or for the second time, right? Um, and so that's one way that we have value in our program. Um, and then the other, the second part of it is... Um, having intentional conversation about justice and growth with our fellows. Uh, Catherine mentioned this in with the part that she shared about moving from Mississippi in the South to Michigan in the North. And we are intentionally putting our fellows in places that are unlike their home context. And whether that their new place is vastly different from what they have grown up in, or if it's just a subtle difference, um, we, we want them to have that experience. We want them to know what it means to live in a different culture and bring your own self along with that. So you don't get to lose yourself as you enter this new community. You bring yourself into it and you learn and you grow from that. So that's our intention. And then we don't do it alone. We don't have them go at it alone. They have a support. They have their cohort. So everyone who entered into this class together, they have intentional time together. We have them find mentors and find people in their community they can lean you know, on. They can always come back on us. And we have Zoom webinars. Well, we used to have in-person, <laughs> we used to have in-person things, <laughs> but, but it's all moved to Zoom, but it's still like, we want you to be in this place of tension. We want you to be in this place of growth. Um, and, but we don't want you to feel alone. Right. And so I think that's such a big value of um, our program, in my opinion. And I'm sure there's other things that other folks value other things more. But I think that's really special about what we do for our fellows in their two years of service. Um, So, yeah, and I I think that's one of the things that when you are um, talking about that stage of life, one of the hardest things is finding community right? You sort of have instant community often for those people who end up going to college or even to trade school. Um, and then out in the rest of the world, it's difficult. And, and it's a difficult time in life as well. Um, and so, you know, outside of the, the piece of the actual work that you're doing, the people that I know that have gone through it have said, you know, having this supportive community during that specific moment in my life was transformative. And the work was important too, and that was transformative, but the, the community actually having, because you, you, they talked to friends who moved, went to different jobs and things, and they didn't have that. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's an, an important thing for people to consider when they're, when they're looking at this moment. Um, and, and, and I think also when they're looking at that moment, there, there are very few times in your life when you could just stop everything, go spend a couple of years not making a ton of money, and it's okay. 
right? There, there are just very few moments. And to be able to capture that moment of life and really um, take advantage of that, I think is a really great, a really great part of, of this opportunity for people. Speaking of the opportunity, like how, um, how do people find out about it? Yeah, if you want to learn more about uh, becoming a Global Mission Fellow, please go to our website. It's www.umcmission.org slash GMF. Um, and it's that simple. Or you can find us on Facebook under Global Mission Fellows or Instagram under Global Mission Fellows. It's Global Mission Fellows on everything. So right. <laughs> if you just Google it, we'll pop up somewhere. So they apply and then, and then what happens from there? Like what's the experience? When, when does the thing start? All of that kind of stuff. Almost immediately. Um, when you submit, so we have our applications are open for serving within the United States. Um, it closes on February 24th. So that's the deadline. Um, but when you submit your application, we'll have folks read it um, within one or two days and we'll reach out to you for you to have an interview. And so we're hoping that you get your response on whether or not you're moving forward um, to be to be in the program within two or three weeks. And so you don't have to wait. Catherine experience is a little different. We've kind of streamlined it more um, so that we're getting uh, folks their answers sooner so that they can plan better for what they are wanting to do next. So after, you know, after all that process, um, is there training or, you know, what, oh. what happens there? Yes. So there is a, there's a orientation training. Um, again, it's, it's moved to a virtual space. And so it's a week of training um, with online and offline things so that they're not spending a full eight hours on their computer. Um, where we talk about the, the values of the program or the core values of the program, our mission theology, um, setting up your benefits, all those kind of things. And then they move into their place of assignment. We're working with, during their orientation, they move from home, they go into a space where they're quarantined, and that's where they have their orientation online with us. So by the time they finish tra- their initial training with us, they're out of quarantine <laughs> and they can begin working with their, uh, with their organizations. That's how we did it um, in 2020 with that class. And we're still adjusting to see whether or not um, anything changes by the fall. Usually it is in the fall around August when um, the new class begins. And so we're still hoping that we might be able to do, to do something in person. We don't know. But as far as if it's virtual, that quarantine time will be spent during orientation with us. And then they start their work. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, I was going to ask the same thing uh, in terms of that that training and support piece, because that has been different uh, because of uh, the response to COVID-19. And uh, I know with uh, with folks like you, Tricia and Hannah and the supportive network that's there, um, things will continue to get developed and just be offered in absolutely the best and most supportive way possible. So uh, Trisha, I want to say thank you again. Um, Catherine, I want to say thank you to you as well, uh, not only for joining us, but for being willing to jump in with both feet and really learn a lot about yourself uh, as you serve in Kalamazoo. And and I sure hope that you just have an amazing uh, six months remaining uh, I'm sure that the community that you're a part of will be blessed and you will have a lifetime of blessings because of your uh, experience there. So 
Yeah. Thank you again for joining us today. And we'll make sure when we put up the podcast to include the links for uh, where people can find Global Mission Fellows online, uh, especially for that application for the US2 program that closes on February 24th of 2021.